Welcome to the Grace Family International Church Podcast Service. This message is by our senior pastor, Reverend Yinka Ojo. Be blessed as you listen. Amen. In the Word of God, we get trained, we get strong in the Word, and we become uh, deadly and destructive to the kingdom of darkness. And we become a source of joy and celebration to heaven. Can somebody say amen where you are? All right. Um, and um, so two portions of the Bible before I go on. Uh, and that is Psalm 18 verse 34. Psalm 18 verse 34. And Psalm 144 verse 1. And then I'll tell you the title of my message tonight. Psalm 18 verse 34. The word of God says... Verse 32 is good. It says, it is God. So this is the God we're referring to here. It is God that guards me with strength and makes my way perfect. God, he, God, makes my feet like hinds feet and sets me upon my high places. That's talking about success. You'll be the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. Amen. That's God giving you that promise. He, God, verse 34 is really where I'm going. He, God, teaches my hands to war. <laughs> he teaches my hands to war. So that a bow of steel, that means like a, like, a, like a bow and arrow, a bow made of steel is broken by my bare hands. That, now, normally your hands should just be able to break wood. But when God begins to train our hands for war, we're not just normal, we're not just natural, we become supernatural, we become supernormal. Can somebody say amen? We become, we become, um, what are those, what are those um, people called in um, all these Marvel comics? They become super, super what? We become superheroes. <laughs> God's superheroes. That's the word I'm looking for. Your, your hands can do superheroic things by the grace of God. Can somebody say amen? So, but you see, this is God begins to teach us. And all these teachings that we've been going through this month, that is what God is doing. He's teaching our hands to war. And we're going to get the results that will baffle the kingdom of darkness. Can somebody say amen now? It will shock you. It will shock people all around you. They will wonder, wow, man. Wow. Praise God. I remember one gentleman was telling me that, that he went to his hometown and there had not been rain in his hometown for three years. And when he got there, he was telling people that when I come for holiday, there will be rain. There will be rain in some town somewhere here in southwestern Nigeria. And so and when he got there, the first weekend he got there, he had a prayer meeting and he said, Lord, we want rain. Before the weekend was over, there was rain. Then the chiefs came to him. This was just a young guy. All the chiefs came to him and said, we didn't know we had a superhero in our family like this. And you've been staying in the town. <laughs> they were shocked. God has given us authority over the land, the sea, and the air. At the name of Jesus. Can I have an amen from a believer? All right. Go to Psalm 144 verse 1. Psalm 144 verse 1. And um, Psalm 144 verse 1, the word of God says, Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teaches my hands to war, and my fingers to what? To fight. God teaches us, he teaches our hands to war and our fingers to fight. So, in other words, of course, this is not just talking about physical fighting. This is spiritual warfare, spiritual fight. When we talk about spiritual warfare, it just talks about the fact that God has given us authority. Somebody say authority. God has given us authority when, when, when man fell, man lost authority in the Garden of Eden. Mankind lost authority in the Garden of Eden. But then uh, when Jesus Christ came, 
Jesus Christ, he, he, when he died, he went to the regions of dark, the dark, the, 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 the dead. He went to Satan's base in hell and he defeated Satan, principalities and powers. Amen. And he made a public show of them openly triumphing in it. And then the Bible also says that he, 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 he stripped them of all their authority. And uh, he spoiled principalities and powers. To spoil is a, is, a, is a warfare term. That means to collect the spoils of war that Satan has had. He collected it. And then he rose victorious. In Ephesians chapter 1, the Bible says that when he rose, God raised him high, far above principalities and powers. That's another terminology for Satan and all the forces of darkness. And they made him to sit at the right hand of God. And then in Ephesians, the same Ephesians chapter 2, you go to verse 6, you see where God says, and you and I, we have been raised also together with him. How? Far above principalities and powers. And made to sit where? On the same throne at the right hand of the Father. That's the one where you and I are sitting. Once we give our lives to Christ. That's our position now. That's our authority that we have. And then, so spiritual warfare deals with how we are to use that authority, starting with the place of prayer and in our day-to-day -day lifestyle and living to make sure that we subdue the forces of darkness that are still roaming around on the face of this earth as we go out to fulfill the plan of God, to get souls saved and to, to manifest God's kingdom and presence on the face of the earth, we subdue darkness and we spread the light because we ourselves are the light of the world in Jesus Christ. Can somebody say amen now? Alright, so this is our position, this is our role in Christ. Psalm 60 verse 2. Psalm 60 verse 2. Psalm 60 says, through our God we shall do valiantly <laughs> That means through our God, we'll win. We'll subdue the forces of hell. Through our God, we shall do valiantly. We will do valiant in battle. For it is our God that treads down our enemies through us. So God is in us. So he treads down our enemies. And then in Luke 10, 19, Jesus Christ, of course, Psalm 90 the Bible says that we will tread upon the lion, the adder. The adder means the, the snake. The young lion and, and the adder, the dragon, will trample upon them. That means we have authority to rule and to reign over them. And then Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, I give unto you the liberty, the freedom, the right, the exousia, the say-so, to trample upon every serpent and scorpion. That's talking about all of the forces of darkness. And uh, all the ability of darkness and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Praise God. So that is our position. That's, that's where we have found ourselves by the making of God. Now, it's time for us to step up and be true to who we are. Praise God. Let's be true to who we are. And let's start functioning. Like God has said... We should function. My message tonight is titled, The Four Dimensions of Spiritual Warfare. So, this is a training time. All of these teachings are training. That's why you need to write down, take down notes, learn, find out, think, meditate on what you've been taught, and begin to implement and utilize this, so that you can start immediately, you start seeing results of heaven. Heaven's results will start visiting you and greeting you with signs and wonders as you implement all of these teachings on spiritual warfare. So, so the four dimensions of spiritual warfare. Did you know that there are four dimensions of spiritual warfare? So this training in spiritual warfare is crucial because the church must arise in this last day as an army. We must be an occupation army. We must take more territories. The earth is lost and the fullness thereof. The places that Satan is still occupying, we must take it back from him. The kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. And amen. He shall reign through us. 
We are to do that. That's our job. Our job is not, you think, so you just think, my job is just to be looking for daily bread. My job is just to be going anywhere where the country is better around there. Anywhere, anywhere, I just go there because, I mean, I must look for the golden fleas. Oh, I, I mean, whatever, whatever. Problem is chasing me everywhere I'm looking. No, that's not who we are. We are not the ones that are being chased, delta skelter. We are the ones chasing the devil all over, and the devil has no hiding place from us. Can I have a better amen in the house? All right. So, please keep that in mind. We are an army. An army is rising. He is training an army. And we need to understand these principles. Every believer, I'm not just talking about preachers and pastors and evangelists and uh, prophets. No, no, no. Every believer, you say you are born. Once you are born again, you must understand the principles and you must engage so that you can advance the territory of the kingdom of God. Amen. Now, so let's go quickly. Number one, let's go quickly now. Four points. Four dimensions of spiritual warfare. The first dimension of spiritual warfare is the mental dimension or the thoughts dimension. It has to do with your mind. The mental dimension or the thoughts dimension of spiritual warfare. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. Whether you will live victoriously on earth as a Christian or defeated on earth as a Christian depends on whether you live more of your life in the flesh and by the flesh or more of your life by the spirit and in the spirit. And it is the condition of your mind or your soul that determines that. If you handle your mind and your soul properly by the word of God, you will end up living by the spirit and you will be victorious over darkness. If you just let your mind go and you don't fix your mind and deal with your mind like the word of God says in Romans 12, renew your mind deliberately, intentionally and on purpose with the word of God, then your mind will take sides with your flesh and your flesh, just all your flesh wants to do is sin and sin and sin. And what do you know? Your flesh and your mind will gang against the spirit and then you'll be defeated and then you'll play yourself into the hands of the devil. So the soul of man your mind, therefore, is the most important battlefield of spiritual warfare. When it comes to your life, your mind, your soul, what you are thinking of, your mental state, your mental health, like we learned two months ago. How renewed is your mind? Like Isaiah 55, God was saying that my thoughts are not your thoughts. How much of God's thoughts have you, have, you, have you allowed to replace your own thoughts, your fleshly carnal thoughts? How much? When you entertain wrong thoughts, toxic thoughts, negative thoughts. You know, there are negative thoughts. Depressive thoughts. Suicidal thoughts. Those are toxic thoughts. Thoughts of strife and unforgiveness and bitterness. I don't forgive. It's only weaklings that forgive. I've had people tell me that. It's only weaklings that forgive. Well, I may forgive, but I'll never forget. That means you didn't forgive. When you are not planning to forget. I may forgive you, but I will never forgive. That means you are holding it. You have not forgiven. If you can even stay, say that. So, 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 when you have such thoughts in your mind, on, 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 on biblical thoughts, ideas, ideals, ideologies that are unscriptural, when you have those kind of mindsets, they attract. Please listen to me carefully. They attract demons. They are signals. They are, they are, I'm looking for a word. They are frequencies you are sending out. You are emitting frequencies in the realm of the spirit. And you are saying, demons, please come to my life. When your mind is unrenewed, when your mind is filled with thoughts, information, pictures, 
music, ideas, and all of that, that is unscriptural, unbiblical, negative, evil, sinful, of the flesh, carnal, worldly. If that is all that fills your mind, you are sending invitational frequencies to demons in the realm of the spirit and say, come into my life. Can a Christian have a demon? Capital Y-E-S. I cast out demons from Christians all the time. I still did it on Sunday. All the time. Why? Simply because the Christians allow it. They will, they, they will not think right. They will not take time to spend time in the word of God and allow and say, Lord, I change my mind concerning this. I change my mind to line up with your mind. I change my mind to line up with your thoughts. And so devils, evil spirits are looking for people, especially Christians, who refuse to change their thoughts, to change what they think about. And so these demons begin to come in gradually. And this, there are also demons that suggest things from afar and see which people will agree to it. They will assent to it. They suggest things through movies. That's why I tell people, watch all these movies you watch. Movies are some of the most powerful tools of demonization you can ever find or also for righteousness. Do you know, sometimes I think some of these movies are even more powerful than sometimes evangelistic crusade field. You sit down, you watch a movie for two hours and they have painted some things there. They've shown how some women talk back at their husband and how husbands slap their wives and, they, and they've shown how men can get two wives or can't three chai chicks and, and, then, and, then, and then they just, leave, they just end the movie there. They didn't give out a call. Though. They didn't say go and do likewise. But as people are coming out of the movie theater like this, the guys are saying, I've gotten some new ideas. The women are saying, I've gotten some new ideas. And they go out, do the thing. No altar call. No lift your hand and say, repeat after me. I will have three side chicks. I will speak to my husband anyhow. I, no. <laughs> the mind is powerful. And you carry the thing around. And some, sometimes I see some ladies, the way they behave, I say, I think I've seen one. Nollywood actress behave like this. Look at the way they are looking at me now. Hey, pastor. Huh? What's that? Um, um, something housewives of something. Help me with that one. Huh? The something? The real, hey, the real housewives. Of Lekki and the real. When you watch such things as a lady, and you are so engaging, you are whatever you get into will get into you. And there are spirits that hang around certain music and musicians, certain demons hang around certain movies and certain actors and actresses and certain directors and certain so if you hang around them too much those same spirits will hang around be careful these are spiritual principles that many people are just ignorant of and they just live their lives and I say I just I just enjoy I just enjoy this latest one hey don't be like that have some spiritual understanding amen so, and then what does the Bible say about that area of spiritual warfare? Second Corinthians 10, 4. Then let's go to the next point. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. You're, you are fighting and waging warfare in your mind all the time. All the time. Are you winning or are you losing? Are you winning or the devil is winning? Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. Let's kick off from verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, or for though we are operating in the flesh, we are living in the physical bodies, we are in this um, um, physical, dimensional, material world, Everything does not end here. There's more. There's a world bigger than this physical, natural world that is all around this natural world. It's a spiritual world. And it has the divine, righteous, godly part. And it also has the satanic, evil, demonic part. And humans are yielding all the time. You are yielding all the time. 
and they are watching. Those, those evil spirits and God and his own spirits are watching. Who are you yielding to? How? With your mind. All right. So it goes on to say here. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 4. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Our battle is not after the flesh. There's a spiritual warfare going on. For the weapons of our warfare are not canal. So this, this warfare has weapons and they are spiritual weapons because it's a spiritual war. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And what are these strongholds primarily? It begins to mention them in verse 5. Casting down imaginations. Imaginations are pictures. Your mind, you think in pictures. You think in images. Imaginations. So he's talking about the fact that this warfare has to do with the imaginations and the images and the pictures you have on your inside. Alright? Cast down the negative ones. Your office is on the third floor or fourth floor. And you are looking out, and the thought is just coming to your mind. Ah, a person can just jump from here or fall down from here. Or... When that thought occurs to me, I, I say it out loud. Satan, you are the one that will fall. You know, you have fallen before. No, it's warfare. You have fallen before from, from the third heaven. You crash with your head here on earth. You will crash from this third floor again. It's not me. What have I done? I've won warfare. Praise God. <laughs> imaginations. All right. Casting out imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So if what is going on in your mind is that in the plan of God, is that the knowledge, the knowledge of God means the word of God or the perfect mind and agenda of God. Is that the agenda of God for me? If it, if it is not, say, I pull you down from my mind. I cast you down from my mind. Get out of your mind. That's warfare, constant warfare against all of these thoughts and knowledge, information. Knowledge means information. That is contrary to the information that comes from the word of God. And then bringing into captivity every thought, 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 what you are thinking about. Thought, what you are thinking about. There is warfare in the area of what you are thinking about. Um, I don't know if you do. If you can read some of these good books. When I was in, when I was 16, 17, 18, I read a lot of word books. Kenneth Hagin, Kenneth Copeland, Fred Price, Jerry Savile, and all. One of them was Kenneth Hagin, who, because he had um, a prophet's uh, ministry, with his teaching ministry, it helped a lot. It brought a different dimension to his messages. And he said that one time he went to preach in a particular church, and this, this pastor had a wife that wanted to just destroy the husband's ministry. So he had been, he started praying. He was guest minister. So he started praying and started praying. And all of a sudden, he was in the spirit and he saw a vision. And he saw the woman. And a demon came to talk to her and tell her that you have made a mistake by marrying this man. You know, you could be, you are so pretty, you could be miss. This country, you're so fine. You're too fine for being a pastor's wife. Are you going to waste your life like this? And at the first few times that demon told her that, she said, stop that. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. And the demon jumped from her shoulder and ran away. And after a number of days, the demon came back again. crept on her shoulder again and said, you are so fine. You are too fine for ministry. Preaching. Pastor's wife. Apart from that, you can't even sing. And here you are singing church songs. You have the face, the figure, and the voice to blow in the secular world. The second time, she said, stop. She listened for a longer time the second time. But then, ah, this is the devil. I rebuke the devil. I rebuke the devil. And the demon ran away again. You see, when you resist the devil in your thoughts, he can't just turn your brain and, no, he's limited in what he can do. But after a few times, she started thinking about it herself. Oh, that thought. Even before the devil came around again, looked at the mirror. 
God must have done extra job the day he made me. This, this my figure is too much. My face, ah, see fine girl. Ah, what am I doing? Carrying Bible. Ah. Then the demon came again. And when the demon came to her shoulder this time around and said, you have too fine for ministry, hanging around church, carrying Bible, singing chorus, praise and worship. You can do well in the world. Make a lot of money. Be famous. And then she liked the idea of her being famous. And then she, then said in the vision, she saw the demon. When she said, Kai, I think it would be nice for me to be famous. The demon moved from being outside and entered into her head. That it's like the demon opened something like a, you know, like a box. Like a treasure box. Opened it in her head like this and it entered in pew. It always starts with our thoughts. Your thoughts. Satan cannot have foothold in your life if you don't hand it over to him with your thoughts. Watch your thoughts. Now, of course, uh, that's half the story. The, the story didn't end well at all. The lady ended up getting destroyed, destroyed her life, destroyed her... Anyway, but keep that in mind. Whenever the wrong thoughts are coming to you, well, maybe nobody loves me, they don't like me. Why are they looking? Cast it down. Even if somebody comes to you and tells you, I don't love you, Jesus will never, Jesus will, me, my own is that it, the only day I am hopeless and useless is the day Jesus comes to tell me that he hates me. And he will never do that. He said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. With an everlasting kindness have I drawn you to myself. And you will never, so since you will never say that, I don't have any problem. Amen. Whatever anybody likes is what they can use their mouth to say or what they can use their mouth to think. Ultimately. Somebody looks at me and says, well, you are not, you're not, you're not good looking. You're not fine. You're not handsome. You're not beautiful. Look, there's a proverb in Nigeria that um, everybody says the monkey is ugly, but the mother says, I like, I, I like my child like that. <laughs> Whatever anybody says about you, God says, I like you like that. I love you. You are too dark. You are too black. Go and change the color of your skin. Men in Nigeria, especially Yoruba men, uh, they don't like all these black skin girls. And so you cast skin cancer in the process? The demons will not tell you that people that use those hydroquinone soap and everything like that, they catch skin cancer. He will never tell you to that point. Be secure. God has made you didn't make a mistake. I will never, as if I were a woman, I will never change the color of my skin for no man. Hey, from where to where? Man. Don't let me talk tonight. But, See, those demons, it starts with the thoughts. Start with the thoughts. Cast them. Resist these negative thoughts. Praise God. It's, that's the first step of spiritual warfare. Let's go a little bit further. Number two, the second dimension is what I call interpersonal dimension of spiritual warfare or deliverance dimension. Deliverance dimension. Interpersonal dimension or deliverance dimension or spiritual offer. Let me tell you something. There are so many people we interact with on a day-to-day basis. They need deliverance. I was preaching at Jim C on Sunday morning. I was, I was telling them different kinds of people that have demons. By the time I explained, and I explained so many things, all of them were saying, wow, it's true. Yeah. What can make a man stand up and see all the good-looking ladies in the land and say, it is another man I want to go and be sleeping with. That's a demon there. That's a demon. It's a demon that makes a person like that. Say, you don't understand. I just have, I don't have feelings for ladies. I only have, and you're a guy. I only have feelings for guys. Those feelings, those are demons feeling through that person. The same thing also. 
the lady, you see all the guys with broad chest, beard, those that have big beard, small beard, mustache, no mustache, skin cut, uh, shiny head, afro, slim, bouncing, baritone, all these nice features about guys. And it is another girl. No, 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 no. That thought and that feeling is a demon. Work. See, this is what happens with demons. Demons are different, are personal, they are disembodied personalities from the evil realm. They fell from heaven when Satan, Lucifer fell. And, and, but they are personalities, just like humans are personalities. There are, oh, there are close to 8 billion human beings on the face of the earth, and each is unique. The same thing, all the spirits in the spirit realm, I don't know how many there are, billions there are, but each of them are also unique because they also are personalities. There are no two angels that are alike. Are there any two human beings that are alike? Hello? Are there any two human beings alike? Exactly. That's how it is also in the frame of the spirit. Now, there are now, when it comes to evil spirits, there are, they have specializations and categories of peculiarities. They also have, so, and all of these peculiarities are evil peculiarities. If you see into the realm of the spirit, so demon. When Jesus, Bible said that a person came to Jesus who had a deaf and dumb spirit, and Jesus cast it out, and then the person began to speak and hear. What happens is that the person, eh, the demon that entered into the person, before the demon entered into that person, that was a demon that could not talk and could not hear. And so when the demon entered into that person, that demon turned the person into what it is. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the, the extension of the evil nature of that demon began to manifest in that human being. Sometimes I look at some things on TV, some peculiar sicknesses and diseases. I don't like watching them too much. Some, some people have so much knots on their body, etc. Or some some people born with three legs and whatever. So those are, those are demons that entered and turned and made them come out like they are. You see, before Jesus comes, the body of Christ will have a higher understanding of the realm of the spirit. It, if, it will just be, it will be like we'll be, we are walking both in the spirit and walking in the natural we're just flowing in and out, flowing in and out. I mean, it will just be natural. The nat- it will be naturally supernatural and supernaturally natural. So some of these things I'm saying will not be like strange to us. It will be just mainline in the house of God for us to understand these things. So when you see a person who smokes and smokes and smokes, there is a locomotive demon in him. <laughs> If you see it, and it's all addictions, people, everybody addicted to a wrong habit, there's a demon involved in their lives. Addiction is the name of a demon. But there are some demons, their own is alcohol. If you see them in the spirit realm, they are always with booze. Always with booze. Some, there are some demons, even some other demons. Avoid them. Yeah. That's why some people are so wicked. All of these boys that are in the cult and they can do cult war and they can kill fellow students and etc. They, are, they have demons in them. And even those demons are wicked. All that demons avoid those kind of demons self. All of these things are spiritual. They have their root in the spirit realm. Whatever you see in the natural has its root in the spirit realm. But the thing about us is that we also have our root in the spirit realm, but we are in the highest position of the spirit realm. And we can control all the other things under us. Can you say amen somebody now? With the authority that we have in Christ. So Jesus Christ said in Mark chapter 16 verse 15, he said that this sign shall follow them that believe. You remember that scripture? 
He said, in my name. What's the first thing? What's the first sign that shall follow them that believe? In my name they shall what? Why did he talk about demons? Because that meaning that that is the number one thing that should be happening in your life regularly. Regu- Some people don't like talking about demons. All this talk about demons. Oh, no, 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 no. Jesus, that's the first sign that Jesus said will follow us as believers. Dealing with demons should be normal, normal, normal. Casting them out. I'm not talking, dealing with them doesn't mean taking tea with them. Well, the only dealing we have with them is crush them, cast them out. Praise God. If your life involves fulfilling the plan of God, which is the great commission, you will, as you are going out to get your soul, a demon will stand in front of you and say, where are you going? That's why the first sign that will follow us as believers is cast out devils. That's why we must understand our authority in the realm of the spirit and deal with this spirit. That's why I'm teaching this stuff because it's when you... Okay, okay, let me leave that part out. But, but, yeah, that's what it gives us authority for. Two things devils do. Satan and devils. Number one agenda, to make sure humans, a human being does not go to heaven. That they spend eternity in hell with Satan and the other demons. Agenda number two. Just in case agenda number one fails, agenda number two, to make sure that the life of a human being is as miserable and as depressive and as difficult as possible. And sometimes a person can be saved, has escaped agenda number one, and yet keep on wallowing in agenda number two because they refuse to understand all these principles I'm teaching. They refuse to understand it and rise up and start binding the devil. I remember one man of God, he said that he taught one series on um, um, spiritual warfare. And so one lady who, she was not even spirit-filled, but she was born again. She, and she attends a church that wasn't, they don't even believe in spirit, feel, Holy Spirit, anything, no, no, no. But she said that there has been some problems in her house, in her family. Problem, worry, crisis. So she said, I don't even know whether I believe what this preacher is preaching, but I will try it for 30 days. And she, was, she started praying like this. If there's a demon causing this problem in my family, I rebuke you. <laughs> she, the prayer was not even full faith prayer. She said by the 30th day, come and see the amount of blessing, breakthrough, reconciliation, promotion, open doors. Within 30 days, more than they have seen in 25 years. <laughs> and she said, that set her on a course. And I said, ah. Mark 16, 15. This time shall follow them that believe they shall cast out devils. Remember, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Remember, he had said that. So as we, if we are living a life that is going to preach the gospel and salvage souls from darkness to light, we will have to have interpersonal ministration of casting out devils or deliverance. Every believer, this is every believer's assignment. Demons, and even in, and I'm not just talking of even in sinners, even in some believers. Yeah, even in some believers. I remember ministering in one part of California many, many years. This would be like almost 18 or 20 years ago, maybe 18. San Bernardino. Oh, I think it was like three services. I cast out devils, eh? Wow. Cast out devils. Cast out devils, cast out devils. He knows. I wonder, am I in America? And then from the pastor's son, I cast out one devil from the pastor's son. I had to call him and say, What have you been getting involved in? Then some of the church members said he has impregnated two of the church members. He 
I supposed to have been saved since age six. So. Yeah. See, man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in the body. A Christian is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in the body. A demon cannot take residence in the spirit of a new creation. But a demon can take residence in the soul or in the body of the saved person or in both. If they allow, it's not automatic. If they live a careless and a useless, frivolous, worldly, permissive life. Some Christians who feel that it's any new song from any unbeliever, unbeliever. Uh, whether it is Ashake, I will be singing Ashake. Whether it is, da, 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 da. you are inviting, you, you, have, you have rooms in your life. Look at the way they are, uh, <laughs> what I said that. <laughs> huh? Oh, yeah. And then we have to be struggling to cast out the thing from you. But I me, mean, I don't cast out devils just anyhow. Because if a person wants their devils, but by force they drag them out and say, Pastor, cast out devil from them. Jesus Christ gives a warning. He said, if they leave the place, because they want it, they will not replace their lives and fill up the cleaned place with something righteous. So the demons you cast out will go and look for other demons seven times worse and come and take over the person again and the person's later condition will be worse than before. So sometimes it is better to just leave people with their demons, JJ, and don't touch it until they come to their senses and realize that I will end up in hellfire. With these demons. Their number one agenda is to make sure I go to hell. May God give us understanding in Jesus' name. I'm saying this because we need to be able to help other Christians. I even see some pastors. They, they used to be saved before. How can a pastor get up and start preaching that if you want well, some Christians... Drinking alcohol is okay. Some Christian may not be okay. Some is okay. That's a demon talking through a pastor. Ah. Oh, yeah. A pastor gets up and he's saying, Oh, there's going to be miracle money in your wallet. And, and it is church, other church members wiring money to themselves. That's a demon functioning through that pastor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the pastor sacks his wife and runs away with his choir leader or his secretary. That, that is, that's a principality in that pastor. Or whatever, I don't know if it to apostle or prophet or whatever, whatever. He's carrying um, actresses and whatever and sleeping with them all over the place. That's it. That is, that is, those are demons. So, no matter the title you give yourself, the spirit world doesn't respect all these titles. Yeah, bishop, pope, uh, this will call yourself anything. If you live pure and right and you use your authority, they leave you alone. Can somebody say amen? Demons can be in a believer if the believer allows it. There are different, of course, there are different dimensions of demonic activity. I told you about that lady. She kept on yielding and yielding and yielding until the demons got into her mind and she kept on yielding and yielding. After many years, finally, the demon, she renounced God. She renounced Christ and the demon took over her entire life. And she ended up going to hell. A person that had been in the ministry before. Somebody said, our oh, pastor, that doctrine is not right. Wasn't, what, excuse you, wasn't Judas Iscariot in the ministry before? Judas Iscariot. Ah. He was 
in the ministry. He was anointed by Jesus. He was called of Jesus. He was sent out to preach with Jesus. He go with the other disciples. He got people healed for Jesus. He cast out demons. And now he is ending up in eternity with the demons he cast out. The ones he cast out are the first ones that were coming in hell. He said, you cast me out. So you are still coming here. <laughs> all of us will make heaven. In Jesus' name. All of us will make heaven. In Jesus' name. But we got to do it deliberately. I'm always saying it with a little bit of joke in it that there is nobody who will get to heaven. And it, will all, and it will be, they got to heaven by mistake, and they will be complaining. I didn't, after about 30 years in heaven, I didn't even want to be here. All the time. Joy, 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 joy. Every time we will walk on the road, gold, 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 gold. What happened to the dust? No, everybody that goes to heaven... We will go there because ultimately we want to go there. And I also have a sneaky feeling that there is nobody that will end in hell. And they do not know sneak, a sneak feeling in their heart that they were going to hell. And they will not get to hell and say, ah, I don't deserve to be here. They will say, I overplayed my hands. God was too merciful. He kept on reaching me. They will remember all the time. Somebody, somebody gave them tracts. They tore the tract and used it to wrap Indian hemp and smoke. One guy was telling me. I was preaching to him. He said, will I give him my Bible? I said, why? He said, he likes the paper they use to make Bibles. Because when he uses it to wrap weed, the weed is different. He had the temerity to tell me. Me that was preaching to him that. I just looked at him and said, I love you still. <laughs> if that kind of guy ends in hell, can he say he didn't know? He has used paper of Bible to smoke weed. Show some respect. What happened to newspaper? All right, let's focus. Some of you are laughing too much. <laughs> All right, so, so, yeah, now, so let's keep this in mind. I wrote some things here. If your thoughts are careless and you are, your thoughts are not arrested, demons will locate and can take residence in the body or soul of even such a believer. So, but from time to time, you will meet people that have problems and you will have authority to cast out these devils. In my name, you shall cast out devils. Identify these demons and cast them out using the name of Jesus. Amen. And when you help to minister deliverance from addiction and habits to people, their lives turn out well. There are various kinds of devils. I was, telling, I was telling the young people that there are, you know, there are what they call um, alcoholics. So there are alcoholic devils. I said there are also, there are also people I can call sexaholics. You need to break the yoke of those kind of filthy demons from their lives. Or else they'll never get free and really serve God and be all that God has called them to do. And so we need to keep that in mind. Number three, because of my time. Of course, this, is a very, this topic is a very wide topic. I just want to round it up today and maybe give you some things to think about. The thought, what's the first dimension of spiritual warfare? What's the second dimension of spiritual warfare? Yeah, we are to engage in that too from time to time. Pray with people and help them to break the yoke of the devil. The third level is what I call the occult or witchcraft dimension. Occult or witchcraft dimension of spiritual warfare. I, tell, I did a little bit of teaching along those lines. I talked about the people that went to hire a man called Balaam. To try. And so this is, when, when we're talking about this dimension, this is the hiring or consulting of people like Balaam to try and use divination or black magic or witchcraft or incantation on a child of God. And I, unfortunately, some of, the, some of the 
um, movies that are coming out of our nation, a lot of them big budget movies, now are trying to bring a renaissance or a resurgence of witchcraft, black, black spiritual power. When I see such things, I curse the spirit behind them. That's what it means to be a believer. Take authority over those kind of spirits. And I release failure onto the agenda of hell. And I say, anybody that goes to the movie houses to watch such things, they will leave disgusted. And do you know what happens? God honors it because I am a king. I'm a crowned king. In Igbo land, I, I meet some Igbo people that will say, I'm a, I'm a title chief. That's <laughs> a tale. You ought to... The man really wants you to know. He will tell you, I'm a title chief. We are crowned kings. You are a crowned king, for goodness sake. So when we decree, it is established. We should decree. Don't just say, mm, not another movie. No, no, no. When you see that the, the tendency of what it will bring, the fruit it will bring in the land is evil. We, we should rise and behave like kings. I just let it go. I said, I'll just be going and minding my way. You see, you see, that was what, that was what's the name of this uh, Queen Esther was going to be doing. And Mordecai had to tell her, you just want to look the other way and be minding your way. It's going to come back to bite you. Then she, she just came back to her senses and put on her royal attire. I am, I am, I am, I have authority for crying out loud. Let's put on our royal attire again. Amen in the house. Praise God. That's what happened to Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 18 when he faced the 400 prophets of Baal. These were occultic witchcraft people. That was what happened when a girl that had the demon of divination, Acts chapter 16 verse 16, came along um, Paul's path and Paul had to use the authority of the believer. Remember again, the Bible says, Numbers 23, 23. There shall not be any divination against you. Neither shall there be any witchcraft against you. God has already said it. It will not work. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. They may be conjuring it, forming it, doing the thing, whatever. It will not work on your life. They are just wasting their saliva. They are wasting their money. They are wasting their energy to go there. It will not work on your behalf. If anything, when the season that they got somebody to curse the people of God, Balaam, that was when blessing just came out. If anything, if anybody tries to take your name for whatever, once you are walking with authority, you put on your armor, you know your role, you know you are seated with Christ, and you are conscious of this all the time, that period, you will get so much promotion, you will be wondering, ah, something unusual is happening. Why am I being promoted so much like this? Because instead of curses, promotion will come. Nothing to fear. Only that we don't have grounds. Like I tell people, sometimes I almost wish, like, say, God, I wish some people would be trying to curse me. But we don't have any scriptural um, grounds to be claiming such. But if it happens, God, by his own sovereignty, that is going to be the season of your elevation. He will just, God will just, once the devil has done that, if the devil had known, he would not have crucified a lot of glory. If he had known, he would not have picked somebody as knowledgeable as you to choose to curse. Because that is a trigger to heaven that God should elevate you again. So, I said that because nothing to worry about. Amen. It's just fruitless ventures as far as you and I are concerned. Why? Because we are far above them. Ephesians 1.21, Ephesians 2.6. Far above principalities and powers. Put on your hammer regularly, Ephesians 6, and crush, take authority over these forces of hell, Luke 10.19. And when they start seeing that you have immunity, many of them will end up coming to confess their sins and give their lives to Christ. Because they will be afraid. In the realm of the spirit, 
they respect um, authority. And when they find out that you know where you are seated and they see that it's true, forces from where you are seated are dealing with them, they will back off and many of them will be afraid and they will come and ask you to lead them to Christ. Amen. You are a sign and a wonder. Praise God. You are a sign and a wonder. And the demons and the kingdom of darkness, they are afraid of you. And the last one is strategic or territorial dimension. Strategic or territorial dimension. This deals with intervention by intercession. Just write that down. This deals with intervention by intercession. All of us are called to intercede. But this is a dimension of intercession that causes intervention of heaven to even be faster and more effective when you understand that there's a spiritual level of, or there's a spiritual warfare that, now let me back up a bit. There are different types of devils or evils in different areas. There are different kinds of evils in different localities. There are different kinds of evils in different territories. If you're in Nigeria, you, there are different kinds of, there are certain kinds of evils we see in Nigeria. But by the time you get a visa and you say, I want to, I want to leave the evil in Nigeria, I want, and you go to one Western country, then you will find out that, why you are saying, whoosh. Then some demons will show up again. But different. I was talking to Minister Damilola Mufikoya in Atlanta. He said, Pastor, when I got here, I found out that demons have dimensions. I said, what do you mean? He said, he said it in Yoruba. Authority demons, Tio Kinjeki Nawa. You know, he said, he said, he said, there are different categories that make sure we don't have electricity. Eh? They get into our leaders and they embezzle our money. But there are demons called cocaine, meth. He said, Pastor, I, I entered train. I saw some people. I said, Ah, ah. This is demons again I'm seeing here now. I say, <laughs> it's demons. You are right. It's demons. But they are different territories. Satan has assigned different types of demons for different types of territories. So, I've seen some people, nice marriages, in Christians, nice marriages in Nigeria and whatever, just rushed into another country without realizing and assessing and knowing the kind of evils there. Woo! Within one year, they were divorced. Because there are different spirits, so if you are ignorant. <clears throat> so, if you are in an area, God doesn't want you tolerating the ills of and peculiar evils that are in that area. Let me say this again. There are different types of peculiar evils in different areas, in different localities, in different territories, even in different tribes. I've even seen that there are some evils that are stronger in some tribes. Hmm. 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 Don't worry, oh. What I'm saying now, after I've said it now, just think about it. In another two, three weeks, you, you understand. <laughs> there is a particular state in this country. Ritual killing. It's, I'm talking of kidnapping, ritual killing, skull. Kidnapping. It's so much. And this is a small state. I don't want to mention the name. <laughs> because the peculiarity of those the spirits that are like that there. Then, from time to time, you may just see an evil rising in a demography. Or in a certain place. 
You may just find out that all of a sudden, when I was in university, it wasn't like the way universities are now. All of a sudden, now university is like many ladies are into prostitution. They were sinners when I was in university. But many of them were not, they, many of those girls were not into prostitution like this. Occultism. And then when it comes to campus cults, there are some parts in Nigeria. Hey! Even some fellowship leaders, Christian fellowship leaders are in the cult. Campus cult. Because some things I'm saying, <laughs> it's not just normal in some, some of those parts in Nigeria. What are we looking at? We're looking at sectionalization of territories for demons. Now, if you find yourself in a place where there is a peculiar evil like that, don't just sit down there and say, I mind my business. You need to speak and take authority in the realm of the spirit all the time, regularly, regularly. And before you do it, it will start whittling them. Somebody sent me a message on WhatsApp, a church member, and that in this state, the governor has decided he will be shutting down many nightclubs. Because they found out that they've been finding that it's a base for gun running and, and hard drug dissemination. I said, ah, why, why are the leaders of the state just finding out? So this person told me, Pastor, I remember once or twice you've led us to pray along these lines. He sent it to me on WhatsApp and he sent me the caption and I said, don't worry, more is coming. When more of us begin to, we will see more results. Because all those things have been going on, gone running and, and whatever in those, in those clubs. It's been going on for long. Human trafficking even. All those girls that they use for nightclub, prosecute, uh, nude, whatever. That is human traffic, debasement of human beings. Those things should go. So anytime you pass in front of such a place, don't just say, oh, nah, shewa, gana, oh this girl. No. no, take authority. Don't just look down. No, because if it's not for the grace of God, that's you standing there. Take authority. Praise God. Luke 10, 19, Jesus Christ said he has given authority. Joshua 1, 3, wherever the soles of your feet touches is yours. And then when you take authority, then release the battle angels, the warrior angels of God. Because this stronghold, we are not the one to pull down the stronghold. With what? With our hands? No. This is spirit to spirit. It is spirit, demons causing this. It is warrior angels that will go and battle them. Humans cannot battle these spirits. So say, I release, I command these spirits because you are a king. Every king has an army. Those warrior angels are your own army. Praise God. And we're going to see a lot of these strongholds over areas, over regions, over streets begin to break down. If you look at Lagos, every time, two Sundays ago, I went to preach for the NCCF, the Nigerian Christian Corpus Fellowship. And um, they were having a changeover of the executive. So I went to minister there. Um, so I was turning into the street of the venue. I saw a viewing center. And I saw people in front of the viewing center wrapping. This is 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Wrapping Indian M. Not, not one, one, two. I asked to ask the person driving me that, is use of Indian M no more a crime in Nigeria? He said, uh, pastor is everywhere now. Ah! No, we need to do something. That is warfare. We need to speak and take dominion over the demons behind weed selling. There are demons spreading the sale of weed. Praise God. So that's, that's what God is calling us into. That's the army of God. One woman, Donna Rigney is her name. Stand up, everybody. She's a, she's, she has a prophetic ministry. From time to time, I listen to what she says. Listen, listen to this. Don't click it, but just sit down. She said, one day she was praying. Listen to this. Listen to this vision. 
this will just round it up for us. She was praying and she had a vision. Jesus appeared to her and said, Come, I want to show you something. They were by a beach. So they were swimming and two dolphins appeared. Jesus said, Ride that dolphin. She got on it. Jesus got on another dolphin and they went deep, far away from land into this sea. And then they saw a big, listen to this vision. They saw a big, they arrived at a big ocean liner. And then Jesus got there and Jesus said, come, let's go up. And there was a ladder there. And she got up and Jesus went. She said when she got there, she saw many people. It was like a, it was like a cruise ship with rides, with um, swimming pool, with games. People were enjoying themselves. And Jesus was looking and said, yeah, this is, this is my people. Jesus was so excited. And and then, then the Holy Spirit appeared to her in form of a general, like a field marshal. And the Holy Spirit told her, enjoy yourself. And she too went and was enjoying. And then from time to time, those people would come and tap her and say, come. Then she noticed that all around the ocean liner were guns, big guns. So this was not just an ocean liner. It was also a battleship, a warship. So she said, everybody will enjoy. They will be swimming and playing volleyball and really no care in this world. Just enjoying all the food and drink. And then once in a while, the Holy Ghost will tap one person. So the Holy Ghost will tap her and tell her, go to, this, go to that weapon. This is how to use it. Now shoot. She said, as she shoots, she would see that there was a demon, a big demon, trying to crawl on the body of the ocean liner. Exactly where that gun was. And it would blow the thing to smithereen. And then the Holy Ghost would tell her, go and play, go and play, go and play. And after a while, tap her again and say, this, 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 this weapon. And the Holy Ghost would show her. And she said, the Holy Ghost would say, aim it at the ocean and pull. As she pulls, at that same time, a big demon was coming out of the water and hit. And it was, she said she was doing it and she was enjoying it. And then Lugo said, just go. And then Jesus said, do you know what you are looking at? Then Jesus said, this is your life as a believer. This sheep is your life. It's basically your new life in Christ. And he said, the name, this sheep has a name. And the name of this sheep is trust. You enjoy this new life by walking by faith, trusting me. But from time to time, the enemy wants to rear his ugly head. So I will tap you. I have weapons of warfare stationed all around this battleship. I will tap you and tell you which of the weapons to use and where to direct it. And when you blast, the devil doesn't have a chance. And then you go back and join. And then when I tap you again, always be sensitive. So I learned something. Our life is not just battle, 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 battle. Amen. If anything, this Christian life most of the time is enjoying God. But never forget, there is a battle to be won. When the Holy Ghost taps you, wakes you up at night, use the weapon. When you see something and it impresses you, remember these messages and use the weapon of your warfare in Jesus. Lift up your hand and say, thank you, Father. Say, thank you, Father, for making me a soldier in your army. Thank you, Lord, for teaching me. By my hands, I am trained by my hands to war. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Can you all say amen? Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. Please follow us on our social media handles.